from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here in Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific time, Career Talk is live, taking our calls right now at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter, and we have Dream Team Michelle and Dion standing by to take your calls at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Thursday is our favorite day because we get to talk to all of you. And hey, if you're not following me on Twitter and Instagram, you can also contact me there at Dr. Don Graham. So today we're very excited because we are broadcasting from our San Francisco campus and we have a very, very special guest in studio. Today we welcome Ketan and Janari. Am I say that right? Not at all. We've been practicing all morning. All right. <laughs> uh, CEO and founder of the very successful and growing Hire Club. Hire Club is an invite-only group that helps friends find jobs. Starting with just 25 members, Hire Club is now over 17,000 strong and have placed people at companies like Square, Apple, Facebook, and many more. Welcome, Katan. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us about Higher Club because this is really interesting. Um, it's a it's a new concept, and and I really want listeners to understand how it's different. Sure, we started as a Facebook group years ago. I invited twenty five of my friends, and that very first day we had an interview set up. And the rules were really simple: invite people you trust, uh, post jobs that you have direct access to, and we didn't allow recruiters. Th- that set of rules made it super simple. Um, for people to post jobs and people to show interest. Since that time, we've now actually grown to 26,000 members as of this week. And um, a lot of what we do is help people connect, right? And because it's a private network, um, it is invite only, there's a little bit more, more trust involved, right? I think we all know, you know, going online and posting a job and trying to get people come that way. It's actually a very low rate of success. Excuse me, success. 15% of jobs are only found through job boards. 70% of them are found through referrals. And this is what we facilitate, is helping you get a referral to a company that you want to get a job at. And then um, actually one year ago exactly in August, um, we ended up starting a career coaching program because we realized – so many of our clients were getting referrals, so many of our members were getting referrals, but they weren't sometimes landing the job, right? And we realized a lot of times it can be issues on your resume, it can be interview skills, it can be the way you position yourself. And so we started offering career coaching. Now it's been over a year and we've done over almost 550 sessions um, of career coaching, which has been really fantastic. And over 100 people have landed jobs with us since then. And so it's something that I really believe in obviously but i really think having someone there to help you as a career advisor career coach makes a huge difference in Mm -hmm. having success in your career i'm sure as you're well aware most people do their job search alone right and the average time of the job search in america is about six months and that's pretty painful Mm -hmm. Um, we found that with coaching 90 percent of our clients uh, and our members find a job within 60 days 
And that to me is a huge change, right? Um, we all know how difficult job searching can be. It feels like you're alone. It feels like you're not getting success. You send your resume out to all these jobs and you don't ever hear back, right? And that kind of black hole of applying online is just painful. So, And then the other part of what we do is our community. So through our Facebook group and our website, people ask questions, right? Hey, um, I have two offers. Uh, one is a, a company I like, and is, uh, but is less money than this other company. Or, hey, um, I'm coming back to work. Uh, after being gone for a while, what should I do? And our community answers, right? So it's an it's an online support. It's online support, yes. For people who are in a job search. It's also the sharing of contacts. It's exactly. also a coaching platform. And that's why I wanted to have you on, Katan, because I think this is this is a very new concept out there. I mean, obviously not networking and, and sure. getting coaching and things like that, but but this is something where anybody can join. Is that right? You just have to be invited by someone that knows the group that's already in the group. It's, mm-hmm. So it's simple. We don't have like a, a really high bar in terms of like who will accept. Because it's an online community, we're really careful of things like um, spam and harassment. We've been told that people come to Higher Club and feel really warm and welcome because of the community we've created, right? We encourage positive conversations. We're pretty, uh, you know, strict about being on topic. We don't allow spam. People aren't allowed to post about other things or unrelated career stuff. And, you know, you've been online. You mm-hmm. see how conversations can degrade sometimes, right? We see with Facebook and other networks how sometimes it can be a really uh, negative experience. But we've been told that people find Higher Club to be a really warm, welcoming place. Um, diversity is one of our biggest goals. Um, you know, being an online uh, job group, um, we actually maintain live diversity numbers. And 50% of our group is women. Uh, you know, not every job is in tech, only like 15, 20% of our people are engineers, but we have artists, we have project managers, we have scientists, we have all sorts of people coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we support all of them, right? Because everyone deserves a chance to have a great job. So what can people realistically expect if they go onto Facebook or they go onto your, your website and look up higher club? I mean, what would be the next step? So I think the, the first thing to do is realize that, you know, Paying it forward is a great way to network in, in general. So what we always say is the best thing to do is refer somebody else first, right? Typically in a job search, what happens is you're only looking out for yourself, right? And that tends to have a certain kind of result set. We already know that maybe not always the best result set. But what we say is um, maybe you see a job posted that one of your friends is interested in, right? Or might be interested in having the same skill set. Just tag them and say, hey, I recommend this person. Right, this person would be great for this job. I worked with them before, and people actually do that for companies as well. When companies post jobs, if you like that company, say, "Look, this is a great place to work," and so that kind of social reinforcement of uh, validation and testimonials really pays it forward. Right, really sets one and creates positive environment, but two, it uses what we naturally um, have in job search anyway, which is trust. Mm-hmm. Once you trust somebody, it's much easier to figure out if they're going to be right right to work for you. Right. Yeah, I want to talk about that word trust in, in terms of higher club concept in just a moment, but I'm just going to um, let people know who are just tuning in that you are listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM Channel 132, and we are taking your calls if it's noon Eastern time Thursday at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. And we are broadcasting from San Francisco. So if it's 9 a.m., your time locally, we are here to take your calls. And we're very, very excited to have the founder of Higher Club, Kitchen Anjaria. I got it right this time. I realized I had an extra A in my in my notes. So um, 
because you have you're you're kind of revolutionizing this idea of networking and and the job search and making it more of a community. But you use the word trust, um, and I want to talk about that because because. In Hire Club, it is networking. You're reaching out. You're referring people on on the platform. But how how do you build trust? Because traditionally, networking is something that's done you know over time and building relationships. So how does how how people know they can trust the information there? So that's a really great question. And trust obviously is one of the biggest things in hiring and work in general. Um, first and foremost, the invite nature of it creates some level of trust, right? We don't just let everybody single person in. You have to know someone. So the assumption is that they've vouched for you. They say this person is going to be a good community member, right? Um, second of all, um, we do have a profile you can create where you can you can talk about your work history, you can talk about what you've done, your skills that you have, and that creates some sort of validation that people are, you know, who they say they are, right? Um, and because generally some of the stuff is also done on Facebook, Facebook has done, you know, it's basically spam is, can be a really big problem in these mm-hmm. kind of communities or, or opportunities that don't look real. So the other thing is we only allow certain kinds of jobs. Right. So one, um, we don't allow third party postings. So if you're a recruiting or staffing firm um, and you're hiring for your staffing firm to work at another company, we actually don't allow that. There's a couple of reasons, but one of the first ones is we want direct to direct um, communication. Right. Uh, we don't want any third parties getting in the way of the hiring process. And I've found that by removing that, that actually makes the jobs more real. Right. You know, it's a real person posting the job. Um the other factor is just in the conversations in the community, right? Um, because they're public, right? People can see the conversations. People are more likely to be more trustworthy and caring in what they say, right? These days, if you say something online, it's going to be online forever, mm-hmm. right? So people are very careful in what they say. It is a professional group, so you know it's not like people are talking about other things. They're talking about work, and generally, they want to be, you know, your social capital, your social kind of profile is important to keep you know in a good shape right so generally we get people who are really concerned and actively aware of like this is how i'm writing this is how i'm sounding right and i think that um because it's one it's a a smaller close-knit community you have that online focus it's social um you know what we've done is really interesting because jobs before this weren't really social right you applied for a job and you're doing it by yourself. Yeah, the job search process itself was it, not. It, it's and it's and it's funny because work is inherently social, mm-hmm. right? The whole point of working is I have a help wanted sign. I want someone to come work with me and help me, right? But a lot of the job search process was so isolated, and I realized by creating community around it, and and I hate to be you know harp on this point, but our community I think is everything, right? And we've grown astronomically. Like March 2017, we were 10,000 members. Right. And now a little over a year and a half later, we're at 26,000. 26,000. Yeah. And this is invite. People are inviting others. People are inviting us. I don't really invite anyone these days because I pretty much invite everyone I know that I want to have in the, in the community. But these days, it's the community doing it. Right. I'm not really trying to grow out there. We do have other moderators that help. But often it'll be someone um, that'll say, hey, I saw that you were looking for a job. Come check out this group. Mm-hmm. Right. Or sometimes it'll be people, people can't apply and say, hey, look, I'm interested. And the fastest way to get in, uh, we ask a few questions like, are you going to post spam? Say no, please. You know, uh, we don't allow MLM marketing opportunities. Right. A lot of times people will post and say, here's this kind of MLM stuff. And unfortunately, I really hate that kind of stuff. That really degrades the quality of work. So we don't allow that kind of stuff. So do you monitor this? Does, oh, yeah. Is, this, is there somebody behind the scenes looking at what's being posted? Every and, single and post. Everything? Every single post. Um, we don't. Uh, we let you post, and then we'll monitor it afterwards. We don't. We don't prior, 
uh, some groups require approval to post, right? Mm-hmm. We don't do that. I think that would reduce the amount of conversation we have. But uh, somebody in our moderation group is checking every single post, right? And in fact, the community does it too, right? Sometimes someone will post. A really good example is um, about a year ago, you know, there's a lot of talk about using the word rock star or wizard or ninja in job post. Mm-hmm. Guru. Guru. And a lot of those terms can be really problematic. One, they can be sexist. Two, they can uh, indicate a culture that's not necessarily welcoming to others. Um, and three, they don't really make sense in the job, mm-hmm. right? Like no one really wants to hire a rock star because rock stars have a different lifestyle. And um, we said, please, when you're posting jobs, don't use that language, right? And what happens now, every once in a while, someone who hadn't seen that post or doesn't know about that rule will post a job and the community will say, hey, listen, maybe you want to adjust that word, right? That's probably not the right way to say what you want. And the community itself is invested in making sure that all the members, even the new ones, are behaving in a manner that continues the growth and continues the well-being, right? So a lot of times we don't have to do that much, right? Because I think that's what a great community is, right? It takes care of each other. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Hey, if it's Thursday, it's open calls. We want to hear from you on any career questions you might have or tips on the job search. We have a phenomenal guest in studio right here in San Francisco. I was going to say sunny San Francisco, but it's not sunny we're today. In, we're in, we're in August. Yeah, so. not, not quite sunny, but 844 Wharton, 844-942-7866. So Katana is the founder of Hire Club, which is a, a revolutionary way to go through the job search process. I like this with a community which is much more fun than doing it alone yes. because let's just let's face it the job search is a frustrating process really regardless even if you've initiated it it mm-hmm. is not a fun process and there's a lot of trip ups along the way so why not go through it with a group so exactly. so where can people find more information on this um so hireclub.com is our site h i h i r e club.com um you can also go to facebook and search for hire club or go to facebook.com/hireclub um get connected there um and, you know, our, my email is open, open. You can always email me, K-E-T-A-N at HireClub.com. I actually answer every single email. Um, you know, even with our 26,000 members, I do get a lot of messages. But one of our things is always to be really responsive to our community. Mm-hmm. I think um, we've seen, you know, there's a kind of wall sometimes between a business and their customers where you can't reach people. And I don't want to be that kind of business. I want to be the kind of business where people can get a hold of us, right? Whether it's me or other moderators in the group, um, we keep a pretty open policy. Mm-hmm. Hey, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866, because in addition to being a very successful founder, um, you also are a career coach and you have a lot of great tips to share. So we have a lot of questions sure. that have come in that I, I definitely want to talk about, but just one last time, 844-942-7866, if you have a career or job search question, we want to hear from you. So one of the things I like about Hire Club, and I, you know, I went online and I started kind of filling out some of the forums, is you talk about milestones, and you ask people to put in, in milestones, which you know is like an accomplishment. And I think more people need to start thinking yes. about themselves in terms of accomplishment. So, so can you say more about that? I think it's super important um, to recognize your wins. Um, it comes up often when we're doing resumes. People often re- list their responsibilities, mm-hmm. right? Um, the metaphor I use is if you're a chef and your resume says, I cut some vegetables and I cooked a meal, that wouldn't be that great a resume. 
right? It doesn't, it's not very descriptive of your business impact. Mm-hmm. And so the reason we have milestones is we actually want people creating a weekly habit of saying, this is the, what I did this week. This is what I accomplished, right? Often when you're trying to get a promotion or you're trying to have career growth, you don't really keep a good record, but you know the companies are. The companies know your work history. They know your performance, right? But if you're not doing it, you don't really have a record to keep track of. So one of the things we want to grow and work on is creating a work journal with milestones where you can say, this week, this is what I got done. This is my challenges. This is my accomplishments, right? Here's what I want to do next week. I think by building that up over time, you're going to create this really great journal of your accomplishments that you can look back during your promotion and say, last six months, here's all the things I accomplished. Because right now, if you ask yourself, to your, can you tell your boss that right now? Can you tell him everything you've done in the last six months? Uh, I can. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's good, good. Because I think in accomplishments, once I learn this, yes, I you can't forget it. And I think that's that's something that it, it's really important to do because I think once you start thinking in terms of accomplishments and and doing it quarterly, we do we do it quarterly here, right? Uh, at at Wharton, so it's yeah. it's become ingrained. But once you start thinking in terms of accomplishments and looking at what you're doing in terms of of accomplishments, it's hard to not look at it that way, exactly. and it's hard to look at it just as a job description. But I know a lot of people. I'm gonna just put a challenge out there because some people listening might say, "Well, I'm not in a job that's that's measured like sales or or, or things like that." So how can I be looking at my work and yeah. and quantifying it when when I don't have the metrics that maybe some other jobs have? So a few years ago, um, nobody was measuring the steps that they were walking every day. And a few technology devices came out, and now everyone's saying 10,000 steps. Now, we were all walking every day, but we didn't think about that measurement. And I think it's very similar with career stuff. There are things that you're doing that can be measured. Sometimes it requires creativity to think about them. But uh, one of the best ways to do is uh, in business, you know, we talk about KPIs, key performance indicators. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have you can ask yourself, you can ask your boss, you can ask your coworkers, what are our KPIs, and what do they do to affect those? Right, a lot of times it can be sales, um, but let's say your customer support. One of the measures of customer support is time per call. Right, people usually want it less. The less time per call, the more efficient they are. So maybe your numbers are you have the least amount of minutes per call. Right, um, sales obviously is a clear one, um, but let's look at another one like um, hiring. Mm-hmm. Right, how many people did you bring through the door? Right? What what was their perspective on the company? How many people went to interviews? How many people got hired after that? There's things you can measure. Yeah, and I want to. We can even break that down because if you're measuring quarterly, depending on how your company does it, but I mean, you can be personally measuring quarterly just for your own your own record so that you can answer that question. But okay, maybe if a hiring process takes more than a quarter, how many people did you interview? How many job ads did you post? You're really looking at what you're doing um, on a smaller level. Plus, I always say everything you do impacts the company in some way. Otherwise, they would not be paying you and giving you benefits. So so maybe you support a team of executives and because of you, they get to their their meetings on time, they get their travel in the shortest amount of, of time to get from point A to point B. And, you know, what they're doing, you are in part contributing to that accomplishment. So I think you can look to the people you support or your customers or clients and look at what their bottom line is and they're accomplishing and look at your part in that. I I think that's that's completely true. And one of the easiest ways, I think, is to ask your manager or your boss, you know, what impacts would you like to see? What impacts have you seen? What are the impacts that matter to you? I think sometimes not everyone has a weekly check-in or a monthly check-in with their superiors at work um, or their coworkers even. And so I think it's really important just to ask, mm-hmm. right? Hey, what are our KPIs? How can I affect them? What what does affect them, right? Um, I also think 
in the job search, people get frustrated sometimes. They're like, oh, I don't have metrics. I don't know them. This is why, one, we ask you to keep a work journal. We ask you to do accomplishments so we can keep track of them. But the other reason is you do have to be a little creative, right? You have to think, right, um, and say, okay, what did I do to affect change this week, right? What What are the things I did that actually made something different, right? And sometimes it can be simple as, like, how many emails you got back to, right? Um, and I, or, you know, monetary reasons obviously look always great, right? I've increased sales by 10% right. or I decreased costs. All, all those things can be fantastic, but qualitative things can be really great too. Like if you're working on a social media platform, a great one is, look, we gained all these followers, right? Um, that that's a, can be fantastic if you're doing social media. If you're a writer, how many views um, did your articles get, right? How many click-throughs are, are those things happening on, right? So almost everything we can do can be measured, um, in some shape or form, um, and sometimes it's 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 brand feel, right? What if you were working in marketing and you're working in um, other areas that not sometimes you can't measure those things? How is it? You know, you can do customer interviews. How does the customer feel about your brand? How do how does the user feel about your company, right? And you can address it that way. But I think it's really important um, just to go out there and ask. Yeah, one of the ways that I like to have people answer that question when they're struggling with what are my accomplishments, how could I measure them, is I say, you know, what if you stop showing up to work? What if you stop showing up to work tomorrow? Like and um, what would fall apart? You know, maybe yes. not day one, but what would start falling apart? And then people start to realize, well, okay, this person wouldn't get to that meeting and we wouldn't have this and we wouldn't so that true. wouldn't get done. And when you start thinking about it that way, you start to realize, wow, I am contributing so yeah. much. And so when you when you kind of do the reverse, that's a way to think about what you measure. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM channel 132. And we are taking your calls live if it's Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific time. We are in San Francisco um, or noon Eastern, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Michelle and Dion are in studio taking your calls. We'd love to hear from you. Of course, any and all job search questions or career questions, advice or tips, we are here to take them. So today we have a very special guest in studio, Kitan Anjaria. There you go. Um, who has a fantastic experience with um, hiring and CEO of Hire Club, which is a new concept in going through the job search and community, getting coaching, getting feedback. Love this idea of Thank Hire you. Club. Because here's the thing. I really feel like we have to do this a different way. Yes. We, this, this online job ads. and Everyone's and, frustrated. Yeah, everyone's frustrated. Even the people hiring are frustrated, mm -hmm. right? They're not getting quality candidates. Um, they're not getting people that they can place in jobs, right? They have a goal to meet, too. So, if, hey, you're listening and you're frustrated with the job search or maybe you're a frustrated hirer and you have some ideas on how we need to change it. Give us a call because we do need to make a movement of this. We yes. do need to change things. It's funny if you think about it. Um, if you look at a job post on most sites, whether it's LinkedIn or Glassdoor, they're all exactly the same. None of them actually involve any communication. You can't talk to the person that posted the job. Mm -hmm. It actually says, don't talk to me. Yeah. It says, Which is, please, no calls. We don't want to talk to you. We know we're hiring humans, but but you're not going to get to talk so to weird. humans. That's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. So one of the first things we say is, you know, we want people who are directly involved with the hiring to post the jobs. And you can talk to the people who are applying. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's a great way. One, it's a great way to build your brand. 
often the very first touch point with most people have with the brand sometimes is through the hiring process. And we all know if the hiring process wasn't great, we can be turned off to a brand for permanently sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's super important during the hiring process for hirers and HR to recognize that these are, um, and a lot of them do. You know, I've talked to a lot of in-house recruiters, a lot of HR folks, and they really would love that whole part of this to be much more warm and welcoming. Right, but we don't always have the tools, and I think this is where Hiracle comes in. That's fantastic. Hey, we're going to go to Hunter in Texas. Welcome to Career Talk, Hunter. How can we help you? Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, love the show. Just wanted to ask, you know, my fiance and I are both uh, in sort of sales roles right now, and that's where the most of our um, experience is held. But we're both trying to go towards something in a different field, more in the health and wellness field where we're helping others a little bit more effectively and having a bigger impact. And so um, trying to see what we can do to get into a job that we don't really have a whole lot of experience with mm. uh, in our professional career so far. Well, we love switchers, Hunter. We mm. love we love talking to switchers because here's the thing. The, the reality of today is that um, – there's so many new jobs. There's so many hybrid jobs. There's so many things coming out that soon everybody's going to be a switcher. But as we were just talking about the hiring processes, the algorithms, the applicant tracking systems, and all these things are not in your favor. So you're looking to move from sales to a health and wellness job. Tell us what you've tried so far. So of course, you know, in our job searches, we're going through LinkedIn and finding, um, jobs that are still going to be comparative to the skills that we hold, but just in different fields. Um, I'm trying to get into more of a managerial role, uh, but it's hard to do that, especially at the same time as switching fields because they want you to come with that managerial experience already in that field. And so um, really just connecting with people on LinkedIn and, and asking them for advice as well as if they'll meet up with us and tell us more about what they do. Um, that's, that's kind of the extent of it. So here's the thing. Um, so I'm just going to toss this to you because we, we know that looking online is a dead end for switchers, but it sounds like Hunter was doing the right thing, reaching out to people, trying to set up meetings and, you know, they're still not getting very far. What would your advice be, Kitchen? So I definitely think he was starting with the right approach, uh, you know, in terms of networking. I always call it, um, you want to look for the archetypes, Right. Who is somebody that has a job that you want to have, mm-hmm. right? And you want to build a relationship with them. And, and like I said, like Hunter was saying, can we go out for coffee for 15 minutes? I want to know what your job is like and what makes it successful for you, right? And those can be fantastic. I think the other thing. Yeah, I'm going to jump on that. Like, I, It's interesting because on the East Coast, and I know Hunter is in uh, Texas, but like, I don't think people are going to go for coffee. Um, you can always do a phone call. So phone call. Yes. Yeah, phone call because coffee is intimidating, right? 100%. That's, that's like, who can have a 15-minute coffee? If you could, yeah. we would all do it. And plus maybe the person you're trying to talk to is not local. But um, even just a quick message, and I think you know, flattery can always be a great tool, right? It's good to do your research on the people you're trying to meet. Yes. And, and understand, hey, I saw you wrote this article. Um, what did you mean when you said this, right? Um, get really involved because sometimes networking becomes really transactional. Right, people think about what can I get out of it, but honestly, I think one of the best things to do is to say, "Hey, what do you need help on?" Right? How can I help you? Right? And that changes the tone of the conversation. So you flip it. You flip it exactly, exactly. In terms of other things you can do, um, I think you know if you're going into health and wellness, which is obviously a huge field right now, the other thing is is to talk to customers. 
right? What kind of customers do you want to have, right? And there's probably someone in your network that is either, you know, looking for health and wellness or looking to engage more of that. And sometimes customers can be the best source of jobs, mm-hmm. right? Because they'll say, hey, I actually work with this company. They provide a service to me. Maybe you're interested in talking to them, right? Because people often think they have to talk to just employers or the companies, but customers often have so much sway, right? And if you understand a customer to the level where they trust you, someone's going to want to hire you. Mm-hmm. Here's a, I'm, I'm going to take that one step further and be like, why, why do you have to wait for somebody to hire you? Go out and do it. We 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 are in a world where you can you can put a website up, you can market. I mean, for virtually nothing, yes. and you could do it while you're in your day job. Obviously, not at your day job, but you right. can do it on weekends, evenings, early mornings, and you can create. And I, I say this to people who want to switch careers: you really need to show somebody you're committed, and talking to people and understanding what the customer needs. I think that's that's step one. Step two is creating what you want right. because you. And Maybe it's not going to be a moneymaker initially, but you know, I, I blogged for for five years yeah. before <laughs> before anybody even like wanted to look at anything yeah. that I was writing. And sometimes you do have to make that investment on your own. But the good news is today it's so easy with with online platforms and you know marketing and putting things out there and connecting. If you're already on LinkedIn, you already have people who you know. Even if you work for low cost at first, just to build up that resume, just to build up that referral pool, who could yeah. say, "Hey, you know, I worked with Hunter and, and his wife, and they're phenomenal, and you should give them a, a shot." One thing I often say for a lot of people is, if you're interested in, in switching careers into a different industry. See if there's any nonprofits that need help mm-hmm. in that same industry. Yes. A lot of nonprofits are dying for help and they're much more open to the kind of people that can come in for help. Obviously you want to be good at what you're doing or or at least be clear, hey, I'm learning this new skill. I love what you're doing. Can I help you on it? Right? And oftentimes nonprofits are the best way to learn because um the the risk factor is sometimes can be less, right? In terms of do you have the qualifications? But you're doing something also you might really believe in, right? You're helping people that need help, right? And that can be a great way. So, like, a good example is if you're um, a designer, maybe there's a nonprofit that needs a new logo, right? They need a new website, right? And that's a great way to get on-the-ground experience because you're – and obviously you want to create that relationship with them. Just don't do it without talking to them, right? Um, but you Here's know. your new logo. Exactly. You don't know me. <laughs> no. Uh, that's actually the wrong way to do it. But I think part of it is creating a relationship. Like you said, I do think you have to get your hands dirty. You have to get in there and do some work. Um, because plus you also find out, is this the right switch for me? Is, am I doing the things I yes. want to do? Critical, critical, because I've had people who, who are like, I'm, I'm, you know, hell bent on doing this right. and they get into it and they're like, what did I do? What <laughs> yeah. is this? This is not what I this, imagined it to be. That's very common too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, the people use the word self-starter. Um, I think everyone wants to hire a self-starter and I think what I take that to mean is, Someone that doesn't need, need direction to get tasks done. Mm-hmm. And that's a fantastic person to work with, right? And if you can be a self-starter right now when you're switching careers and you can go out there and learn the things you need to learn, I, no one has to direct you. Then you, when you come sign for a job, you're going to be actually having a leg up on everyone else. Yep. Hey, you don't have to wait. If you're if you're just tuning into Career Talk, Series XM, here's, here's our message for today. You don't have to wait for somebody to hire you. You don't have to wait for somebody to promote you. Go out there. Start yourself. Love build it. your business. Build something, whether it's online, whether it's finding customers. You don't have to wait for somebody else to choose you. And when you do that, the momentum will start. And then, then you're going to get to turn people down because you're going to have so many people who are coming 
coming after you to hire you. That's the way. That's the way to do it. 844-844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 132. And, of course, we need to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? Yes. There is a quiz, and it is, again, food-related. So, this well-loved food was used to make explosives during World War II. I think you know, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 132. We'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Sunny San Francisco. You're listening to Career Talk, and we're here with special guest Ketan Anjaria, and he is the founder and CEO of Hire Club, and we're very, very excited to have you here in studio on Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and hey, if you haven't checked it out yet, Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success is on Amazon now if you're looking to make a career switch or you're looking to amp up your job search, this book has all of my secrets inside, step-by-step to get you there. So look for switchers on Amazon and other booksellers. But we're excited to be talking about Hire Club because Hire Club is a a very new concept in hiring. And we we both agreed, Kiton, that this has to change. The hiring process has to change. Yes. Um, So you're building a community around it. So give us a quick refresher of what Hire Club is. So... Hire Club is two things, job referrals and career coaching. So the way our job referrals work is anybody can post a job and people can vouch for their friends and say, hey, my friend Don would be great for this job. And what typically was an isolated process in the job search now becomes a community-oriented social thing. And you get a lot more traction. You get a lot more visibility. Instead of having you know uh, testimonials from people that no one ever actually looks at, they're live during the job search, mm-hmm. right? And then we, the other thing we offer is career coaching, which is a really fantastic way um, of upping your job search, right? Typically, a lot of people have issues on their resumes, um, whether it's the way they're writing or what they're writing or how they're positioning themselves. Um, we also offer coaching on uh, interviews. So mock interviews are a huge thing. Um, I call interviews a $100,000 meeting. Interesting. I love the idea of mock interviews because not nearly enough people do them. And it's obvious. Yes, yes. And I think interviewing is one of the hardest skills because it's both social skills, mental skills, right? It's it's a It can be stressful for some people if they're not used to it. Um, it's like going to the Olympics without any training, right? So I always say invest, right? Do a mock interview. So typically what happens is someone will say, hey, I have an interview at Apple next week. And they'll you know schedule a mock interview with us. Um, and we're very affordable when it comes to career coaching. Sometimes career coaching can be very expensive, thousands of dollars. But a mock interview with us is $99 for 30 minutes. Very affordable. Very worth it. Very worth it. Very worth and it. And we've actually seen people who say they got a mock interview with us for thir- on Thursday. Monday they got the job mm-hmm. after months of not finding it. Because what happens often in an interview is you don't get to get the feedback of how you're actually doing. 
And companies legally sometimes aren't allowed to tell you the feedback, right? right. Most times. Most and that's times. frustrating. It's very frustrating. I know so I have so many recruiter friends at companies who would love to tell you exactly what went wrong in the interview, but they have liability, right? They cannot always do that. And so what we do with the mock interview, it's 20 minutes of the national interview. They'll take the job you're going for. And a lot of our coaches are experienced HR professionals. And they'll prep you. And the interviews can be grilling, right? We, we want to test you, right? And then you get 10 minutes of feedback. 10 minutes is almost one actually telling you, okay, when you answered this question, I heard a pause here that indicated lack of confidence, right? Let's go back and work that one again. Let's practice that one again, mm-hmm. right? Or it can be a variety of things, right? Um, often people ask, get off ask the question in interviews, um, tell me about a bad situation at work and how you handle it, right? Now, what situation you bring up, wh- whether you're prepared for that question, that can really indicate in an interview, you know, how it's going to go. And so mock interviews are a fantastic thing. And then we start offering a new thing just June 1st, and it's going really well. Um, career coaching as a subscription. Yeah, as a subscription. <laughs> subscription. Yeah. That's a tough word to say. It's a hard word to say, especially when my mouth is dry. Um, and so what it is, you get one of our coaches dedicated to you, and you can text them anytime, right? You can ask them questions about your career. You can say, hey, I have an interview coming up. Let's do a mock interview. And your coach will work with you. They'll text you. This, already this morning, we've had about 50 messages go back and forth. And it's still early in the morning on the West Coast here between coaches and clients where they're working with each other. And you can choose a plan where you get 30 minutes a month or 60 minutes a month. And it become, makes coaching really affordable. Mm-hmm. And this is a brand new program. We literally just started at June 1st. Um, and we've already seen you know 45% growth month over month, which is amazing for a new consumer service, right? Um, and I really believe that everyone should have a career coach. I have one. One of our coaches is my career coach. Mm-hmm. I use, I pay for our service and, you know, pay for our coaches. Um, and I think it's really transformational to have someone on your side, someone who understands what you're going through, someone who's trained. Most, most of our coaches are certified, which means they've gone either through the ICF or the CTI or other coaching, uh, you know, services. And they've had 500 hours, 500 hours of training, which is a significant amount. It's not just, you know, Often when people ask for career advice, they're going to their family, they're going to friends, and not everyone's you know, able to give the right feedback, right? And they're a little biased. They're a little biased, right? Exactly, they're a little biased. Um, our coaches both will you know, encourage you and challenge you, right? Because that's what you need. You want, you want someone in your corner telling you to straight. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think if you're in a job search and you're looking to do your best, it is worth the investment. I mean, at, at the minimum, a mock interview, because this is something that I will tell you as years of a recruiter, you can tell when somebody's not prepared. Yes. And you want to do everything you can possibly do to prepare for the interview, because there are going to be things regardless that you just you can't see coming. So, I mean, everything from from doing a, a drive there the night before, if you're not sure where you're going or yep. making sure that showing you're up early. showing up early and waiting outside until about 15 minutes before, right. but showing up early, making sure you know what you're going to wear and that it still fits and researching the people you're going to meet on. For sure. That is not stalking. People want to see that you've invested in them and that yep. you've looked them up on LinkedIn and that you've you've spent time looking at their maybe company website or if they mm-hmm. have articles or books or whatever that is. Twitter they, feed. They want to know yes. that you've looked at that. So spending all that time, because regardless of all that, you're still going to get in that interview and you're going to get a question you weren't ready for yes. or the situation is going to come up that you weren't prepared for. So the more you can prepare in advance for the things you know, Love it, yeah. the, the better you're going to be when those zingers come up and you're going to be able to handle it with, with ease. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk. 
on Sirius XM channel 132, 844-942-7866. Hey, do you have a situation where networking helped you land a job or maybe you want to do an on-air mock interview? You know, we we love the brave souls who, who have interviews coming up and like calling and doing that on air. It does, it does take a brave soul, but we are here to help and we are here to give you feedback and there's nothing better. 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Ketan Anjaria. I love saying your name now. Um, <laughs> You're <getting it> great. <laughs> <laughs> who is phenomenal in starting a company that builds community around the hiring process, which is something that I think more and more of us need. But we should answer, Ketan, the pre-break quiz. Oh, yeah. So That was a tough one. It is a tough one, but it's food-related, and you know who doesn't love food? Okay. So, and Dion, you know we're coming to you. Um, This well-loved food was used to make explosives during World War II. And it's not our answer from last week, right? It's not spaghetti or fusilli. Okay. Okay. That's a good hint. Um, I'm going to say pomegranate. Pomegranate. Yes. (laughs) Those things hurt. See? (laughs) They are hard. It's already shaped like a, a, a bomb. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, round with the little thing on top. Mm-hmm. Boom. Pomegranate. You know, they're, they're, aren't they kind of hard to come by? I don't know. Depends where you are. You're yeah. asking follow-up questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not pomegranate, but... Um. <laughs> That's a good answer. No, no. I, I, I was thinking outside the box. Well, I was thinking World War Two, right? They actually used this. They did. They did. Yeah. Michelle, do you have an answer? I... I mean, I don't know if this is within the realm of food. It's a, I'm, I'm going to guess chili powder. Chili powder. Mm. It's just this in the realm of food. Like a pepper spray almost. Yeah. It's just my yeah. guess. No, that's, that's a good guess. I see the logic in your guess. More, than, I, more I, so I than gave, pomegranate. I gave great logic. I'm struggling with <laughs> the you, logic in DMs. If you launch a, a pomegranate from, from a cannon or something. That would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt. It would be delicious, and it would hurt. There you go. <laughs> and that stuff stains. It does. It does. Yeah. All types of problems. <laughs> um, no, not chili powder. <clears throat> but all right, bring it home for us, Katan. Okay, this is a tough one. So I don't think it's a fruit or vegetable. I think it's something else. I want to say milk. Milk. Yeah. Tell us why milk. Because isn't there cheese that explodes if you like leave it out for too long or something? That I've not heard. Are you, are you is, sure is about this? Tr- no. I, I, I feel like I've had a milk carton explode in my fridge before. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know? It's been in there for a while. It's, it's been in there for a while. And you know that stuff smells, so it's going to be, you know, pretty. <laughs> it's a stink bomb. It's a stink bomb. Yeah, like bad milk. <laughs> All right. We've, we've got similar logic. Exactly. That makes sense. What? <laughs> milk is dangerous. Milk is dangerous, kids. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, no, I don't want milk. Nope. Um, yeah, no, this is really, I thought this is interesting. It's a well-loved food, remember. Okay, milk well, is well-loved. Well-loved, yeah. Sounds pomegranate. Love chili powder. <laughs> <laughs> we were a all thinking popular, right. very popular, popular food. Like, everybody loves like it. Apples? Except vegetarians. Beef. Bacon. What? Oh. Bacon. It turns out that bacon fat is good for making bombs. Um, don't try this at home. 
One pound of fat supposedly contains enough glycerin to make a pound of explosives. And during World War II, handing over cooking fat to the government was doing your patriotic duty. I've heard that, and I forgot about it. That sounds like a very delicious bomb. I've actually heard that before. (laughs) Delicious bomb. I would not mind a bacon bomb. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people advertise bacon as as the bomb. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's where it originated. Is that where it originated? I don't know. We're going to claim that as a fact. We're discovering things. That is where it originated. You heard it here first on Career Talk, (laughs) Series XM Channel 132-844-Wharton-844-942-7866. And who doesn't love bacon? Vegetarians. Yeah, I, I, I love. Well, actually, yeah, I'm a vegetarian, but I, I do love bacon. I just can't eat it. Um, so there you go. Who knew? So hey, um, if you're just tuning in, we're taking your calls. If it's noon Eastern time, nine a.m. Pacific, we are live in our San Francisco studio. Eight four four Wharton. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, Michelle, and Dion Dream Team in studio and uh here right in San Francisco. We have Katan Anjaria, who is the founder of Higher Club. Hi, thank you. And we're excited to have you here. So we're talking about all of the important aspects of of the job search in terms of, of prepping for the interview and making sure you're building your network. Um, and, and the fact that Hire Club offers this community of people. And you don't have to get a coach. You can you get a coach, but no. you can you can join often for the free. Often the community coaches each other too, right? Mm-hmm. We, well, people will ask a question like, what do I do in a situation, let's say, uh, where I have an offer or I have two offers and I don't know which one to take? And we'll sit community, comment, and give feedback and help each other out. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And. It helps you go through this process and not be alone. Now, I, I do want to say, though, this is not a substitute for, for networking outside of the group. No, I think you always have to do your networking. I mean, I, I, I even don't like using the word networking, but excuse me, making connections is important. Right? So whether you're in person going to events or you're just talking to mentors or you're going out there and maybe meeting new customers, you know, it's always a great idea to get out there. Uh, you also learn so much more. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think one of the best things, one of my networking trips, is when you're at an event and you've just met someone, okay, introduce them to somebody else. Become the connector. Mm-hmm. And that is a fantastic way for people to start seeing you in a way that's very helpful, right? If you're a connector, people, people want to connect to you. And that's going to bring opportunity to you. So, and I like the idea of doing that. I'm, I'm an introvert by nature and going to big events can sometimes be intimidating. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes in my head, I, I have these like little games. Okay. Everybody I meet, I need to introduce to at least one other person. Right. And, and when you start kind of doing it this way, you start to get more natural at it yes. and it becomes more, more, um, of a situation where you can have fun with it and, and not go in and feel like you're, I always say act like the host. Yes. Act I like, love that one too. Act like the host. Make it your event, you know, hey, Don, nice meeting you. This is Dion. We just met. Dion is in radio, mm-hmm. right? Like, make those connections. Make it happen. Yep. Love that advice. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Hey, we are going to go to Ramesh in Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, Ramesh. Hi, Dr. Don and Ketan. I'm Ramesh from Boston. Uh, we are connected on LinkedIn. Uh yeah, so I wanted to share my story uh, as a double switcher. Fantastic. Mm. Congratulations. Thank you. I 
I worked in construction industry as a project manager in India, uh, but then I was not really happy uh, going into operations side. I did my MBA and then actually through volunteering and heavy networking, I switched into tech marketing. That's amazing. So what yeah. what was it that was the key, Ramesh? You talked about heavy networking. Like tell tell us a little bit more about what what specifically because that that's um, that's the key and. There are a lot of pieces to that. Absolutely. Uh, so when I joined the MBA program, I was not really sure what was the best route for me. I mean, the best uh, career for me. So I tested various fields by going to a lot of conferences and volunteering. So I volunteered as a startup mm. coach at Northeastern University's uh, Venture Accelerator. And I was, uh, based on my performance, I was awarded the first coach of the month. And that was a validation that this is where I have to uh, put my focus. And so the person whom I helped as a startup coach connected me to my previous boss. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, that's an example of, of just starting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like we were talking about earlier. I mean, don't wait for somebody. And, and conferences are an amazing way to network. You don't have, I think what I like is that you weren't, Paying for the conference, you were volunteering, mm -hmm. and it still had value for you. And I think sometimes with some conferences, they can be thousands of dollars. You don't have access to them for whatever cost reasons. But volunteering in a conference is fantastic. Yeah, and a lot of times they'll give you a huge discount for volunteering, and like they get you in free. Yeah, or free, and like you said, you get to play that host role because mm -hmm. now you get to meet so many more people because you have a role. So I love, love. I got love my that first story. real job through a conference. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, thank you so much for calling and sharing your story, Ramesh, that I'm sure helped a lot of people um, just understand this process and that you don't have to wait. Yes. And if you want to be a double switcher, that is, it's not, it's hard. It's hard. You have to put in the work, but it's yeah. not impossible. Um, as we, as we start to wrap up in the last few minutes, what advice do you have for somebody who is a double switcher? Uh, I think Ramesh's story is phenomenal. What additional tips would you have? I think the, one of the things that's super important is the ability to give back, mm -hmm. right? If you had success in your career in whatever shape or form, there's a lot of younger people or people who are switching careers that could use your help, right? And this is one of the things we really advocate at Higher Club. You know, we like to give back. We like to pay it forward, right? Um, oftentimes, we don't charge for certain things, you know? And I think that nature of teaching others and giving back to the community is so rewarding, only not just for what you're doing itself, but oftentimes it comes back and pays it forward to you. Yep. Right? So I think if you've had success, if you've found success in any way, whether it's a youth group, whether it's college students, whether it's people in your network that need help, reach out and say, hey, how can I help you? Because I think that is one of the reasons why we're here. Mm -hmm. Right? We're here to help each other. There's a reason it says help wanted as a job ad. Right? So if we help others when we found success, I think it's just a wonderful way to actually really make impact. I love that. I love that. Can you tell people one last time where they can reach you, Katan? Yes. Um, our website is hireclub.com. That's H-I-R-E-C-L-U-B.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hireclub. And you can always email me, K-E-T-A-N at hireclub.com. And pretty much every network, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, we're at hireclub. And we'd love to have you come, uh, you know, join the group. Uh, we can help you look for a job. And if you want coaching, we can help you find coaching. And if you're hiring, we can help you find people. 
That's phenomenal. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us here in San Francisco. Michelle and Dion, you guys rock and always make the show fun. And of course, all of our listeners, we are here for you every week. You've been listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 132. We'll see you next time.